All right, all right, all right. If you have your Bibles, uh, you can turn with me to Acts chapter 2, or you can follow along on the screens. I will tell you this, I have a lot of scripture reading tonight, if that's okay. Uh, hopefully that is, since we just talked about craving the Word this morning. All right? So, we talked about craving the Word this morning and having a, an intense uh, craving, desire, and longing for the Word of God this morning. And tonight we're going to read quite a bit out of the Word of God. And we're going to just share just why we're here tonight as family, right? Can we do that? We're sharing as family. And uh, we have a great crowd out here tonight, so this is awesome. Uh, give yourself a, a hand clap. I mean, this does. This is very nice. So uh, you're here tonight. We want to share the Word of God with you. Uh, share the importance of fellowship, because fellowship is very vital uh, to us believers. And so we want to talk about that tonight. So if you do have your Bibles, Acts chapter 2, we're going to go ahead and get right into the reading here. Pick it up in verse 42, all right? Uh, once again, uh, I, this is going to be out of the Passion Translation tonight. Uh, if you have your other translations, it it'll, might read just a little bit different, but you can use it as a reference. And uh, I like just to go back with different versions. It's not always going to be the Passion Translation, but today... I've been hanging out in the Passion Translation for a little bit, okay? So, here we go. Acts chapter 2, starting in verse 42. Every believer was faithfully devoted to following the teachings of the apostles. Their hearts were mutually linked to one another, sharing communion, and coming together regularly for prayer. A deep sense of holy awe swept over everyone. And the apostles performed many miraculous signs and wonders. All the believers were in fellowship as one body, and they shared with one another what they had. Out of generosity, they even sold their assets to distribute the proceeds to those who were in need among them. Daily, they met together in the temple courts and in one another's homes to celebrate communion. They shared meals together with joyful hearts and tender humility. They were continually filled with praises to God, enjoying the favor of all the people, and the Lord kept adding to their number daily those who were coming to life. So we have that passage of Scripture tonight that we just read, and if we all know early on in chapter 2 what happened, right? It was the day of Pentecost. It was the Holy Spirit fell in the upper room, right? And then Peter got up and he delivered a message. But something that I want us to see there in that passage of Scripture was it wasn't taught that they needed to hang out with each other and, and to fellowship. That was something that inwardly happened because what the Holy Spirit was doing in their life and it just manifested outwardly. The wanting to be close to one another and to join and and to do life with each other, right? It was close fellowship. Uh, it went on to say, you know, that it, as far as they, they, sold, they sold all their assets for the cause. Because they believed in it so much. And they wanted to see this thing continue to grow. And the Lord and the Holy Spirit just done amazing things in their life to create this among them. This fellowship. And I believe we have good fellowship here in this church. I believe we do. I believe there's a closeness, there's a, there's a fellowship in, this, in this, this family of God. And we want to continue to nurture that 
and to grow that and to see that be healthy, the fellowship. Amen? We're going to see new faces come in. And as we see new faces come in, guess what? They're going to be, need to be nurtured in the fellowship as well. Because if we're not careful, what will happen is they'll come in and they won't get connected with anybody, right? As you see people come in, and, 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 it's, our, and it's our job really to make them feel connected and, and, and feel like they're a part of this and, and to want to belong and, and to like, hey, you know, uh, how's life going, right? For some people, you may not want to go up and ask them that because of what the response might be, yeah? But that's part of it. It's part of wanting to get to know each other. And to be genuine and authentic in our, hey, I care about you, and I want to know what's going on in your life if you want to tell me. But I'm here, and I care for you. And I want you to know that I, I am interested in your life, right? Because, you know, anybody ever had the feeling you don't have to raise your hand where you felt like nobody cared and nobody was interested in your life? You know? That's a feeling that, that some people have. And it's sad that if you feel like that and you're in a, in a church family where you feel isolated and you feel like, and yeah, we could say, well, you know, some people bring that on themselves. But there's something about it to where some people, they can just feel like they're just not a part. And that's the last thing we want people to feel. We want them to feel welcomed and that you're part of this and we're growing and we want you to grow with us. And we want to see you grow personally. We want to see you succeed. We want to share, you know, the love of Jesus with you. And we want, to, we want this word to just become so alive in you so that you can just live that victorious life that Jesus wants for you. Amen? So this fellowship is very important. It's so important. Dietrich Bonhoeffer now. <laughs> That's a name, right? Anybody familiar with Dietrich Bonhoeffer? Oh, wow, powerful. If you don't know who he is, go back and take a look. Uh, that had to do with all the stuff that was going over in Germany during World War II. But Dietrich Bonhoeffer had a really good quote, and I want to read it. It says, The physical presence of other Christians is a source of incomparable joy and strength to the believer. Think about that. Can I read that again? He said, the physical presence of other Christians is a source of incomparable joy and strength to the believer. There's a reason why the Word says to assemble yourself together. There's a reason why all these things and all these scriptures that we're going to look at here in a minute, why they're in there. Because, you know, Christ didn't set this up to where it's, all about just the, you know, the Lone Ranger approach to things, right? Where it's just solo. He wanted community. He set it up where there would be community, where there would be fellowship. And we see that through the beginning of all this. So, fellowship is very, very important. Fellowship does this, and I got some points. I'll just do some teaching tonight, if that's all right. And we're going to share with the Word of God and just... Take us down to a teaching, and then we're going to go enjoy some really good food and fellowship, all right? But fellowship does do these things, right? It shows the world who God is. Fellowship will show the world who God is. Romans chapter 12, 4 and 5, it'll be up on the screen for you. It says, in the human body there are many parts and organs, each with a unique function. 
Now, you've read this in a different translation, so it's going to read just a little bit different to you. And so it is in the body of Christ. For though we are many, we've all been mingled into one body in Christ. This means that we're all vitally joined to one another, with each contributing to the others. See, the world can see God through our fellowship. He made this in such a a beautiful way, didn't he? He made it to where we all come together for the body. And we all bring unique and wonderful things. That's why I pointed out Shelby's gift and talent and what she's doing. That that is a unique gift and talent. The Lord did not bless me with that. (laughs) He left that one off, you know, whenever he was doing the design plan. And I look around the room and many of you, all of us, He has purposefully designed you the way that you are. You're unique. He has put his thumbprint in your life. And he has said, this is what I have for you. And he wants you to thrive in that. And we all bring that to the table. Amen? When we sit around the Lord's table, we we bring all these wonderful things. And we all have them. We all have something to bring. Each of us together That's the beautiful thing about the body, is we demonstrate who God is. Right? We do that. That's a a beautiful thing when we demonstrate who God is. We do it here, within within the family, and to those on the outside. You know, one of the things that you could probably agree on whenever this tornado came through, and it was a devastating thing, but did you see... It wasn't just the body of Christ, but I'm going to use the body of Christ because the body of Christ came together in such a way. And it wasn't this church name or that church name. It was everyone under the banner of Christ coming together to help and demonstrated who God is. A God who has compassion on people. A God of generosity. I was watching churches come along and taking generators, brand new ones, and going up to homes where they had no power and their their home was still standing, but barely, and giving a brand new generator to them and saying, and I heard the lady say, what do I owe you? What scam is this? What's going on? And they said, absolutely nothing. This isn't a scam. This is because God loves you. He loved me. He loves you. And so that's what it is. It's just demonstrating, you know, God's character to people. And we do that through fellowship. We do. So that's important is fellowship shows the world who God is. In Matthew chapter 8, 19 through 20, I want to read this passage of Scripture to us. It says, again, I give you an eternal truth. That's, that's something to take note of there, isn't it? Whenever you see that where he says eternal truth, that, get, that gets my attention, right? I give you an eternal truth. If two of you agree to ask God for something in a symphony of prayer, I love how that says that, in a symphony of prayer, because you're like-minded there. You're agreeing, right? He says, my heavenly Father will do it for you. 
And then you jump down to verse 20. It says, for, who, for wherever two or three come together in honor of my name, I am right there with them. That's wonderful passage of Scripture. We're talking about craving the Word. And right there we see some wonderful things presented to us. Just right there in those two verses, we can see some wonderful truths, eternal truths. He says, where two or three are gathered in my name, I'm going to be right there with you. He says, where two or three are gathered, where two like-minded, when you guys come in with a symphony of prayer, you ask for it. He's a good God. He's a good God. But right there, I, I want to point out, we're stronger together. We're absolutely stronger together, right? We're stronger together. Fellowship provides us with strength. Right there in that passage of Scripture, we see that we're stronger together. Stronger together. What's it say about a three-stranded cord? Right? When we can come together, we are strong. We're strong. Some people might say, well, yes, I can be strong on my own. Yes, but coming together, the Bible, it is so very clear about coming together in fellowship and being strong together. Just being with believers is sometimes what we need. You heard you know, what the doctor ordered? Is anybody in here, you don't have to raise your hand, but has anyone ever been in a situation and you like, you're like, I don't want to go to church tonight because of this, and you put in the blank, right? I felt like this, or I feel like this. But then you come to church, or you just surround yourself. It doesn't even have to be church, but you surround yourself with other believers, and how you feel afterwards, it has always built me up. Right? It has always encouraged me whenever I can be around brothers and sisters. It's always just refreshed me. Right? That's what it does, fellowship. So that's why it's crucial. That's why we need to come together. A hard-hearted world can be hard to deal with at times. So bringing ourselves together is very important. All right, let's move on to our next one. Hebrews chapter 10, 24 through 25. And I'm not going to be much longer tonight. I had some things I wanted to share with you about fellowship and the importance of it. But Hebrews chapter 10, 24 through 25, it says, Discover creative ways to encourage others and to motivate them toward acts of compassion, doing beautiful works as expressions of love. This is not the time to pull away and neglect meeting together as some have formed the habit of doing. In fact, we should come together even more frequently, eager to encourage and urge each other onward as we anticipate that day dawning. So right there, we're just talking about connection provides encouragement. The connection, the fellowship, it provides encouragement. We just talked about that. It's important for us to be connected. Because we all have low times. I, I, I can only speak for myself in here, but I've had low times. I've had, had those times where I just feel like, you know, bad moments or whatever, you know, you want to call it. I've just had those low times in life. And to be around people and have the fellowship reminds me that I'm not alone. That I'm not alone. You see... I've told uh, you family that I've been a part of Kairos prison ministry, right? You've heard my 
talk, and I, and I think I've shared with you a little bit how I'm a part of Kairos ministry, and Kairos means uh, a special appointed time, right? Well, one of the talks at Kairos is, I'm not alone, you're not alone. And it's a powerful talk within that weekend to let those men know that they're not alone, right? But that's not just a powerful talk within a prison system. That is a very powerful talk to us because the reality is some people create a prison in their life. And they'll build up walls around them so that they, for whatever reason, will not be let down by somebody, or they've experienced this, but they built up a prison in their own life. And it's trying to knock those walls down to let them know that, listen, you are not alone. That's why we are here, because we care about one another, right? Do you care about me? I care about you. And when we look around the room, we say, I care about you. I genuinely care about you. I care about if you feel like, you know, if you feel like you're in a prison, I want to encourage you that you are not alone. That I can help you. I can show you. Of course we know who can, but fellowship will also show the character of God. You see, when we meet together, what we do is we demonstrate God. Right? Have you ever felt just love from someone within the church? Genuine love? You know you're feeling the character, you're feeling God's love through that person. You ever had somebody that you sit down to with and God gives you wisdom and there's something spoke to you? You know, you're feeling and God's demonstrating His wisdom and knowledge in your life. And He's doing that through each and every one of us. That's awesome to me. That's fellowship. To me, it's fellowship. So you're not alone. 1 Corinthians 12, 21, it says, It would be wrong for the eye to say to the hand, I don't need you. And equally wrong if the head said to the foot, I don't need you. It's amazing how you can meet another believer and suddenly feel at home. Right? Can I give you another example, another story? Maybe I've told you this one before, I don't know. But if I, if I had, I'm sorry, if I have, but I, this was so powerful in my life, right? And I, and I have to share it with you because I was on a missions trip, Hurricane Irma, and there was another one, I don't remember the name, uh, Marie. They came through the Caribbean, like one right after the other, Cat 4, Cat 5. Puerto Rico got hit. Well, there's a little island off of the main island of Puerto Rico called Vieques, right? It's just a small island. Well, me and two other men went down there to Vieques, and we didn't have anything other than we had our lodging figured out. That's all we knew. We didn't have tools. We didn't have anything. We just knew that we were compelled to go, right? I'm going to get to the reason why this is important and it's vital because we're talking about fellowship and, you know, just the connection with people because here I am, all the way in this foreign land to me, right? And I'm there, I am with two other guys, but on a ferry ride from mainland Puerto Rico to the little island of Vieques, which takes about an hour, 
It was completely dark. It was like 8 o'clock at night. And there were other people on that boat. We get off. We go to where we need to go. Three days later, I could tell you, I could share so much how God worked in that thing. I'm telling you, God's hand was so amazing. If you ever want to know the hand of God and working and providing, whoa, so many things. But the point I want to get to in this story is three nights later, I'm at a place, one of the only places on the island that was feeding volunteers and, and those people that, that needed food from the island. And I'm sitting there, and this guy comes around. He's a server, and he's serving the food to different ones, and I can see he's really super busy. And he comes up to me, and he says, Hey, do you want a word from God? And I just said, Yeah. And so he goes on about doing his work. He comes back later, he said, I got a word for you. And he goes off and he does his thing, and he, he's doing this. It's all between him serving. And then he came back the third time, and he stayed just a little bit longer, and he said this. He said, I was on that ferry ride over with you that night. And he said, you didn't see me. But whenever I got home, he said, the Lord, the Holy Spirit, he just said, when you see this man again, because you will, he said, you speak these things to him. And I think, and he began to share, and I won't go into all that. It's personal stuff. It's just, it was so, so amazing what the Lord spoke to me. But I think, you know, here we are. I'm on a strange place. I'm on an island where people just went through a hurricane. And God, through someone else, fellowship, just spoke something so, so just amazing to me. But that's what it is. We're all in this together, right? Isn't it amazing how that works? You can go to Terre Haute and run into somebody who's a believer, and things just, it's like you've known them for your whole entire life because you're like-minded in things. So fellowship is so crucial. It's so crucial. It's so vital to the body. Fellowship builds unity, and the church is called to be united, right? Unity is having everything in common and being on the, of the same mind. The New Testament word for fellowship is koinonia and expresses the idea of being together for mutual benefit. And tonight, after talking about fellowship, I want to leave you with a Charles Spurgeon quote. All right? Anybody up for a Charles Spurgeon quote tonight? He knew the importance of fellowship. God knows the importance of fellowship. That's why he, he set it forth and he wants us to be in relationship. Right? Charles Spurgeon said this. He said, Satan always hates Christian fellowship. It is his policy to keep Christians apart. Anything which can divide saints from one another he delights in. He attaches far more importance to godly connection than we do. Since union is strength, he does his best to promote separation. That's a powerful quote by Charles Spurgeon. Fellowship is crucial. Unity is crucial. It's vital for moving forward. It's vital for just being an impact 
It's vital to our health as a body and as a family. So tonight, we're getting ready to walk back here to fellowship. So I pray that you can just take some time, get to know one another.